This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Welcome to Ventown with Connie podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode. So, how are you guys doing? I feel like it's been a long time I talked to you guys. But, um, welcome. If you are new here, welcome to the family. And I hope you check out all the episodes. Because we do have really interesting episodes for you to check out. And for the OGs, thank you so much for your continuous support. I really do appreciate you all. So today's episode is going to be a continuation of um, the Proverbs series. We are on Proverbs 5 today. Before we begin, I would like to also just give a quick announcement. Um, if you are a woman listening to me and you want to grow in your work with Christ and you would like to join our Bible study, because we do have women's Bible study and it happens bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. If you are available at that time and you want to join us in our Zoom Bible study, please send us email. Ventanwithconnie at yahoo.com. I repeat, Ventanwithconnie at yahoo.com so you can join us to study the book of John because that's where we are right now. We are studying the book of John chapter by chapter, verse by verse, precept upon precept. So we can learn what the word of God is saying, understand what it's saying and what God's message is and able to correctly apply it in our life and don't take the word of God out of context. So that's the announcement. Well, today's episode is going to be about Proverbs 5. We are going to be talking about Proverbs 5. If you haven't um, listened to the Proverbs Proverb series, this is probably your first time. What I do is just read a chapter of Proverb and just um, share what verses that resonate with me and then some lessons that we can learn from it. And um, it's more like a devotional, basically. And it's not a deep study. It's just me sharing what I learned and encouraging you that's listening to me to go read it for yourself. And I'm sure you can, you can glean a lot of principles out of it too so you can apply in your life moving forward so today's episode is not gonna be no different we are going to be talking about Proverbs 5 and i know a lot of people see this chapter proverb chapter 5 as gearing towards men like advice and warning about a warning towards men to stay away from adulterous women, immoral women, you know, sexual immorality. I think white people say that a lot. A lot of people think that a lot or refer to that Proverb 5 to men about staying away from sexual immorality. I think because actually King Solomon that wrote Book of Proverbs, um, and of course he wrote the Book of Proverbs under the influence of the Holy Spirit because the Word of God is God-breathed, is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So when he was writing it, he had his son, in mind writing this to him because you can tell even reading Proverbs 5 he always he always start with my son listen to me 
cherish this commandment or stuff like that. It, it always addressing his son. So yes, he, he was talking to men, but I believe also it also he is also talking to this chapter of proverb. This chapter also applies to women as as well too. So it's not just for men. So today we are going to be diving into it, talking about some things we can learn from me because this chapter is full of a lot of immorality and um and a lot of sexual immorality and I will try my best to share some of the ones that stood out to me because there's a lot that I can say on this chapter, but we're going to keep it short and sweet and also give you guys some room to go study it on your own and gain some stuff and obtain and like glean a lot of to also get some lessons out of it too that I haven't mentioned, you know, so that's what we're going to be doing today. If you're in interested in hearing what it is, interested in in talking about Proverbs 5, make sure you don't move an inch. Grab a drink, grab a tea, grab a wine, grab a water, and we will be back right after this. Keep on listening. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so we are going to be going straight to it talking about proverb 5 i am going to read it first and i'm going to be reading in reading the nasb translation so i'm going to read it first and then share um some, the verses that stood out to me the word of god reads proverb chapter 5 my son give attention to my wisdom incline your ear to my understanding that you may observe discretion and your lips may reserve knowledge for the lips of an adulteress drip honey and smoother than oil is her speech but in the end she's bitter as warm wood sharp as a two-edged sword her feet go down to death her steps take hold of shallow she does not ponder the path of life her ways are unstable she does not know it now then my son Listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house or you will give your vigor your vigor to others and your years to the cruel one. And strangers will be filled with your strength and your hard-earned goods will go to the house of an alien. alien. And you groan at your final end. When your flesh and your body are consumed and you say how i have hated instruction and my heart sprung reproof i have not listened to the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to my instructors i have almost in utter ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation drink water from your own citron and fresh water from your own well should your springs be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be yours alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth as a loving hen and a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times. Be exhilarated always with her love. For why should you, my son, be exhilarated with an adulteress and embrace the bosom of a foreigner? For the ways of a man 
are before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths. His own iniquities will capture the wicked, and he will be held with the cords of his sin. He will die for lack of instruction, and in the gladness of his folly, he will go astray. Amen. Wow. That's a lot of warning there, huh? There's a lot of lessons there too. Also, um, that's the beauty thing about that's the beauty of the word of God. It always provides you a lot of wisdom, a lot of guidance. It doesn't leave you just out there in the woods with no help. God always, always give us warning, provide us wisdom, provide us guidance, and also at the same time pleading to us to hear, to to hold fast his word, to heed to his instruction. He always, always persuading us to do this. And, and sometimes things are repeated and he's repeated because it's important. And I think he's also repeated because we are deaf. It's hard for us to kind of grab these things. So that's why it's kind of repeated all the time. And you can see this in book of Proverbs, that some things have already been said that will kind of be said again in another chapter, but in a different way, but it's still driving the same point. So it's because we human beings, it takes us a while to grab things and we forget easily. So that's why we need to be in the word every day. We cannot depart from it because of our limitation. We tend to forget. We are prone to forget, you know, and walk astray. So that's why we need that word of God because that's what builds us up. Okay. So the first one that stood out to me was verse three. Let's go to to that verse 3. I'm going to read that one in ESV because this NSV, when I was reading it, I was struggling. I don't know if you noticed that, but I was really struggling with the words. But I love the way they wrote it in ESV. So Proverbs 5 verse 3 says, For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than honey. So, you know how we do it. When you read a verse like this or any verse in the Bible, you always want to ask, what is this verse saying? Like, what what is God's message in this verse? It's not about what you think, how is, you know, is what is it really saying? So you can fully understand how to apply it in your life correctly. Okay? So this verse was talking about, there's two things that was mentioned here about the woman's, and the forbidden woman or immoral woman lips was compared to honey. It was dripping of honey, right? And her speech is smoother than honey, than oil, right? So honey, of course, um, honey is a good thing, obviously. And it is sweet and it's good for you. And then oil in this in this context, um, oil actually in even if you check in the old testament in the bible age is is something good it smells good and it's more always refers to perfume like fragrance you know and um it which can also mean prosperity because our riches because back then in the bible age perfumes or fragrances are expensive they are quite pricey and we can find this find this too um from in the New Testament, John 12. Let's go there so we can um read it. Hold on. 
Because when I was reading, I was like, oh, yeah, oil is, 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 it could be like fragrance. And I know those things are expensive back then. And it reminds me of Mary, the the sister of Lazarus, when Jesus came to their house, how she just um like lavish all her heart and money on, on Jesus. Basically, the oil that she poured on Jesus' feet to clean his feet. Let me go ahead and read it. Let me go ahead and read it. It's going to be John 12, the book of John 12. We're going to read verse 3. It says, Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ornament made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. You see, that's to tell you it is expensive. It is a fragrance. It do give up this beautiful smell, this pleasant smell, you know. And even Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed Jesus, I don't know if you remember him, even him confirmed that this is quite expensive because he said, if you read that to verse 5, why was this ornament not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and having charge of the money, money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So I don't even want to talk about Judas and his uh, behavior, but um, basically this was expensive and oil is always something, oil back then, you know, do symbolize something that smells good, pleasant. And also a little bit, uh, and also it could be prosperity, like riches is of a great value, you know. So it's safe to say that the oil in Proverbs 5 represents something pleasant or of a great value, you know. So let's go back to Proverbs 5. It says, for the lips of a, Proverbs 5, 3 now, for the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey. And her speech is smoother than oil. So basically, so the immoral woman or the forbidden woman lives and speech was described as something that sounds good or sweet to the ears and definitely something that you can delight in because it is pleasant or seems pleasant. So basically, that's what makes it tempting and enticing because it comes in, in a in a in a good package, basically, you know, you know how they say buy one, get two free. Like people want that kind of thing. Cause there's a good deal, you know? So basically how it, it she comes like, like a total pa package. That's the way she appears like a total package that is appealing that anybody will want. So it, we're not talking about someone in something that would be like, Oh, I don't want this, but it looks disgusting. No, it will be something appealing. It will be enticing, tempting to you. So reading this, you know, ladies, you probably have met men that will just talk to you and you want to give up your last name immediately without even thinking about it to take up his last name. <laughs> and you know you have met those type of guys. Their sweet talk, their sweet mouth will just make you just do anything, even sell your father's land okay i'm just joking maybe that could be the extreme but some people do that you know some people would do anything they even even start just be a guy that haven't even married them or 
just the way he talks, anything, they'll just want to give up their whole life for this man. You see them just struggling. And they start submitting to a man that is not even, have not even married them. You know, and it's crazy. We have, I'm sure you have met those type of men. Even some of them there, they do come in a package of smelling good, obviously. They know how to look good. They know how to dress good. They know how to say the things the ladies wants to hear. They will make you feel like the most special woman on this earth. Like they haven't met anybody like you. The way they will speak to you, they will actually, it will, they will speak to your soul. Like you will, you just like, you will mesmerize. You will be infatuated with this guy. To the point of you even selling your womanhood. You even giving up your womanhood. Giving up everything to be with this man. Because those words, his speech, everything was pleasant, you know. So this is not um. This is not just to men only. Women, we have experienced this. You have encountered those type of guys, and also to the men, obviously, you have met women. Uh, you probably have met women that will talk to you, and you forget that you have a wife and kids at home. Like King um, Solomon that wrote this proverb that um, lost a lot of things, lost a relationship with God or the truth that he believed in. His father had taught him. He forsake those things. He wasn't able to fulfill those things because of what? Those type of women. So that's what he's, def that's what he's warning his son now, trying to talk to his son advice in his son, instruct his son. This is common to both men and women. It is common to both men and women. Now, the problem is not that the immoral or adulterous woman lives is like honey. And her speech is like oil. That's not what the problem is. The problem is because there's nothing in itself wrong. There's nothing really wrong with having a, a sweet like lips like your your speech being pleasant there's nothing really wrong i mean you should have your speech should be pleasant i mean it is it should actually you should be careful what you say your words should be building people up not destroying them you know all those things are a good thing so the problem is not about it being there now it's what lies behind those words that's where the problem is Now let's read verse 4. Proverbs verse 4 says, But in the end, she is bitter as warm wood, sharp as two-edged sword. Now, you see how in verse 3 it talks about her lips is, um, is dripping with honey and her speech is smoother than oil. Now, if you go to verse 4, there's a contrast there, right? Now, she, they say the end, she's bitter as warm wood. And sharp as two edged sword. That's something that's leading to death, you know. And when you read down to verse 5, it says, Her feet go down to death, her steps follow the path to shell, and she does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. So that's where the issue is. Because she does come up, or he comes up package himself in this good way that 
It will be deceiving, enticing. But actually, when you open the package, it's nothing but death, destruction. That's what it is. You know, so that's where the problem lies. So, so what are some lessons that we can learn just on this verse that I just mentioned, that I just pointed out? The number one thing is you should watch what you say to the opposite sex. So make sure that you are not leading people away from God's will or God's word. You know, you make sure you're not leading them to destruction, whether you're a man or woman, if, whether you are single or married. Because sometimes single people will excuse that. I was like, no, I'm just, um, what they call it, flirting with him. Oh, I'm just flirting with her. Your words matter. Your actions do matter. What you do, you are going to give account of that to God. You know? So we need to be very careful. Make sure that you're not um, leading people away from God. You're not leading people to destruction. Those innocent flirting, those inno innocent um, whatever it might be, can lead to death, can lead to destruction it might not look seems like it but that's what sin does it does lead people to darkness that's death right there spiritual death and that's not something you want to be even play a part of or even contribute so that should be a lesson for us to make sure if you are single make sure you are not leading young men to this um direction to their destruction if you are single man you're not leading young women or even those women that are married to destruction, you know, and vice versa. So number two, lesson two is, the number two lesson that we can learn from this is, ladies, this is the kind of woman that you do not want to emulate. No matter what the society or social media is projecting or promoting to you every day, I know when you go to your Instagram page, you've seen all these ladies doing these things, and you're thinking, maybe that's what I need to do to also belong, to be also considered cool, or get followers, or get likes, or get shares, whatever it might be. You, you have to remember, as daughters of the Most High God, you hold fast to God's words. You get what I mean? Now, let's read, let's read Psalm 55. Psalm 55 verse 22. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, um, okay, to get a little context of what was going on, it was um, King David talking about his enemies and describing his enemies, asking God to help rescue him from his enemies. So that's what was going on in Psalm 55. So he was describing his enemies. So now when you go down to verse 22, he says, um, the word of God says, cast your burden on the, on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will, he will never permit the righteous to be moved. You get what I mean? So you need to make sure no matter how, the, no matter the pressure that you're getting, no matter how people, um, um, basically, um, persecuting you or, um, talking bad about you because you are not you are not um compromising that you are not doing what the society is doing to be welcomed or you feel like no man is talking to you or approaching you because you feel like you're not appealing because you're not doing what other ladies are doing no 
whatever it might be, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. You get what I mean? You have your, your, your safety in God. God is your fortress. You get what I mean? He's your stronghold. That's where you should be casting your burden, your worthiness, your anxiousness, whatever it might be to him. And he will give you that comfort. He will give you that safety. He will give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. There's, those, your peers, will never give you those things. They will lie to you, say that if you do this thing they are doing, you will get whatever you're looking for. Let me tell you, that genuine joy or happiness, whatever that you are looking for, or belonging or identity that you're looking for, you cannot find it in what those people are doing on social media. You will not find it. You can only find that in Christ only. So that's what that's some encouragement. And another thing also I want us to read um, is in Proverbs chapter 2. We have read this before, but Proverbs chapter 2 is good to read it again to remind us. Um... Proverbs chapter 2, 11 to 12, it says, Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. So this is something that you make sure that you're holding on to God's word. God's word will be what's going to guard you in your life. Everything that's happening, if you are if you are struggling with making decisions, or knowing what to do, take it to God's word in prayer, take it to God in prayer, and also go to his word, and he will give you clarity, because his word will guide you. So, the next other verse that stood out to me, let's go back to, let's go back to Proverbs 5. The next one that stood out to me was um, verse 7 to 11. Let me read it. It says, And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. Lest, lest you give your honor to others, and your ears to the messless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your laborers go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and body are consumed. So this verse, these verses that I just read is self-explanatory. I don't think I have to say the, say a lot for this. Um, all I can say is um, how many men and women have ruined their life, family and everything because of sexual immorality, just because of that one pleasure they can get from sexual immorality. How many of them? I'm sure you can think of at least one person. And these people are big names. They have ruined their life. They are ruined. I mean, you might say, oh, no, they're still okay. They're still making money. You don't know what's going on. You don't know. Sin is not something you just do. There's no consequences to it. There is. It might not seem like it, but there is. So, I don't think I have to say much on that one. That one is self-explanatory. Now, another verse that stood out to me was verse 21. Verse 21 says, For a man's way are before the eyes of the Lord, 
Okay, let me read it. Let me read that one in NSB because um, I love the way they wrote it there. So verse 21 says, For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths. So it's funny when some people think committing sexual immorality is a hidden sin that no one would know. You know, if you do it in discreet, basically in private, you know, if you are discreet about it, you know, and some people even say, as far as I still come back home to my wife or to my husband, my family is, big, is being taken care of. I mean, what you don't know don't hurt you. I mean, you hear those things, people say it, just to basically um, justify their action. They say, I mean, my wife don't know or my husband don't know. I still come home. My family is good. They're being taken care of. I mean, what they don't know will not hurt them. I mean, nobody's hurt here. Everybody's good. Everybody's happy. <laughs> oh, Lord. And the funny thing is, you think because nobody done, nobody knows, that means you are good. God knows. That's the thing. There's nothing you can hate from him. Hebrews um, for 14 verse 3 let's go i think hebrews 14 or hebrews 34 no hebrews 4 verse 13 says let me go there it says and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to we have to do so there's nothing hidden from god he sees it all and you're going to give account of all your actions to him when all of this is over. But when you come to Christ, when you come to Christ, repent from your sins, ask forgiveness, confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord and believe and you will be saved. And turn away, turn away. Trust me. You cannot avoid your sinful actions, consequences. You cannot avoid it. And when we go to proverb, when we read the end of the verse, the end of the chapter in proverb 5 that we are on, let's go there. When we read the end of the verse, it says, that will be verse 22 to 23. It says, his own iniquities will capture the wicked. And he will be held with the court of his sin. He will die for lack of instruction. And in the greatness of his folly, he will go astray. You see that? If you think because, oh, I'm single. I can sleep with whoever I want to. You know, when I get married, of course I will stop. I mean, that's common sense. I mean, when I get married, I had to focus on my partner, my spouse, and I will stop all this behavior. It just this is my bachelor's time or my your my single time. Let me enjoy it. You are deceiving yourself. Trust me, because self control and discipline does not come overnight. You think that what you are doing right now is just a simple act that you can choose when to do it, when not to do it. You you have already you have already wrapped up around that sin. It's like a cord. You are wrapped up around it. And there's a consequences to it. You cannot avoid that. 
you need Christ in your life right now. You need Christ in your life. And I will use this opportunity to ask if, if anybody listening to me that have not given their life to Christ, believe in Christ, trust in him, give your life to him. I think it was in Matthew 7 or Matthew 10. Christ said that whoever, yes, is Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. It says, he who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. So believe in Christ. Seek God's presence in your life. Seek God to save you. I don't have to come here reciting any prayer to that you had to say then you'll be saved no in your private time kneel down and pray to your god ask him to save you read your word read your bible god will save because his hands is always open waiting to save his children bring his children to light his children that is in darkness bring them to light seek god and he said he will reward those who diligently seek him. So that's where I would like to stop. And um, next time we'll continue to probably Proverbs 6. If the topic, if I have to talk about something different, then I'll let you guys know. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was a blessing in your life. Hopefully you learn one or two things from this. And um, I'm your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.